As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello, hello. Welcome back to episode 33 of Falling Forward with Dan Lassac. I'm going to get through this intro as quickly as possible because there's a lot to say and do. Uh, first up, no guest. No guest, Dan, on your guest-based podcast. I know, right? Weird one. Just obviously, the world is in a interesting position and I don't want to put pressure on anyone to come on. So I haven't hassled as hard as I normally do. But I had an idea and that's what this podcast is. So, what's the idea? Well, <laughs> I just dropped a new EP uh, called Scattershot on Bandcamp. And I do get questions about how certain tracks were made. And it's interesting because there's decision making at one end of it, but there's also the technical. So, instead of trying to remember all that and put it into a tweet i just thought i would record myself making a track for one hour basically i didn't really go in with a big idea of what i wanted to do i just plugged some stuff in and built this ambient piece that you can hear at the end of the podcast so hopefully this gets across the process in a way that someone who doesn't make music can sort of understand but also someone who's been making music for years. Maybe this will give you some ideas about ways to change your process. Now, I try not to get bogged down into details too much, but where I feel like I've not explained something, you'll hear my voice like this, dubbed in over the top. I'll come in and say, Dan's an idiot. This is what he meant to say. Um, also, you can hear it that I get distracted like I'm trying to talk to you at the same time as think about the next step, which I didn't really think about. I've never been someone who really works in a room with someone else, and you were in the room with me, in, in my mind anyway. So yeah, it's interesting. I, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, if you're here for guests, feel free to skip this one. I'm not, I'm not gonna be offended if only five people listen to this one. You know, it's a cool thing, I think, and I enjoyed it, but it's not for everyone. I'm going to write a little blog to support this one with pictures, because really this should have been a video, but I don't want to be on camera. Uh, so I'll write that blog. It'll be on Patreon, um, but I'll make sure it's public so you don't have to pay to get it, even though you should, because I am gold. Um, and also... Don't quote me on this, but if you're listening in the Acast app, I'm going to try for the very first time to add photos to add a rich media podcasting thing. But I've never done it before, so maybe it won't work. But I think it's going to work. So yeah. Um, also, Patreons, again, I'll at some point in the next 
few days record the track you hear it at the end but I'll, I'll get a better recording of it um, now I've played it once or twice um, and I'll give you that as well so you can have that to hold in your very hands um, but yeah hope you enjoy this one we'll be back to normal uh, either next Tuesday or the Tuesday after obviously it's usually fortnightly but if, if the guest I want can do it sooner then I'll bring it to you sooner and or I won't because that's life and this is my hobby <laughs> is it though is it really uh yeah I think that covers everything I didn't do a single plug patreon.com forward slash danlasack danlasack.bandcamp.com they're the two places you can support my music and this podcast there you go that's plug-in back to Dan I don't know but Let's just do the podcast, shall we? Acast, play an advert. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash I wanted to kind of get into limitations. So I've picked up one synth, uh, a Novation Circuit Mono Station. So that can only play basically one note at a time. A 60 second loop cassette, a four track cassette recorder, and some guitar pedals. And um, I'm just for like half an hour, gonna see what we can make. kind of got an idea i don't know why my voice went really high then but yes so you join me in the process of setting up so i need to double check that i can get audio from the synthesizer to the four track but most importantly to you listeners you have to hear this you see i'm not used to working like this and now that is plugged in oh you probably heard that then oh that's crunchy you know i i talk about my mixer being broken bit of switch cleaner and that'll sort that out so although you cannot hear that wait you might be able to hear that in one ear tell you what we'll do see these are the problems that you come up with as a creator of electronic music when your equipment gets in your own damn way. Ooh, that sounded more, more like it.
And I suspect, guys, that was extremely loud for you. I will uh, obviously lower the levels in post so you don't have to deal with that. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we've got that. We have got that. So what I'm thinking here, we're using a four track that lets me record to four different tracks. That's why they call it a four track. Um, but then I can spit those tracks back out individually. So what I was thinking, we will record fairly dry. By dry, I mean no effects. Not the punk band, no effects, but no effects. Just little bits like that over and over again for a minute, so not long. And then we'll change the sound slightly and we'll change the tempo ever so slightly. We'll like just knock it down one uh, BPM or something. I don't know if this is gonna work, but we're just gonna gently nudge it down do it again, do it again. So they should shift out of time. Also, because um, I'm using a loop tape, there's no end point on the tape. So they're gonna come in at different points and loop at different points. So hopefully it should shift around. And then we'll spit the tape back out to uh, some pedals, get some stuff going that way. This is actually sounding like more work than I originally intended. This was going to be a 20 minute thing. This is actually going to be like an hour. But yeah, so cool. Let's just faff. How do you feel about that? Right, the thing as well is I'm going to try to keep the sounds relatively simple because we're going to have four layers. It's going to get busy quickly and we're very deliberately not keeping these things in time. So we want some sort of definition. So I don't hate that. Bit of noise. Maybe that, get rid of that lower one. By lower one, I meant lower oscillator or lower layer of the synthesizer. Hmm. Okay. What if we just went as simple as like uh, uh that's probably a little too fast but we want this to evolve a little as well So that's the LFO working on the filter for you, you people who know what I'm talking about. An LFO is a signal you can use to control other parameters of the synthesizer, uh, which is kind of complex, but it makes wibbly wobbly lines happen. So we're at a whopping 57 beats per minute right there. So these bits I might fast forward because I just have to record that to tape for a minute, for a whole minute, guys. I'm getting uh, my phone out so I can time a minute. I'm gonna hit record. Now we just wait a minute, you know? We have to do this four times as well. You know one thing I didn't do? before I started, was actually check any of these levels on this recording. So, uh, yeah, enjoy this. That's 30 seconds of the same thing. Are you enjoying that? I think you are, secretly. You know what, I made a mistake there. That minute, you're never getting back, chat. 
Listeners. So, what I said I made a mistake on was with loop cassettes, there is a way to get them to overdub. What you're hearing in my fingers right now is some tin foil. You know what the hats are made out of, of people who think 5G gives you um, the sickness. Uh, but with tin foil, you can cover up one of the heads of the tape, the one that erases what was on the tape before, before recording something fresh to it. Now I intended to cover that up, but I then forgot so that we could get a couple of layers going on that take. So I'm doing that now. The other thing the tinfoil sometimes does is it kind of sometimes slows down the tape. Like that. <laughs> okay, so I've never actually foiled this four track and uh, it's not gonna take it. <laughs> <laughs> as you can tell. So, what we're looking for, is it in this drawer? No, it's in the living room, uh, kitchen. I'll be back. Um, should I pause you? I'm gonna pause you. Hello, I'm back, I'm back. Uh, in your mind, I never left. Uh, the tape I was looking for was not to be found. Uh, in the kitchen, because it was actually right behind me in this room. So we're gonna test, this might work, this might not work, but that's the thing. I don't know everything, guys. I don't claim to either. Let's see, will this play with that there? I never said, I was looking for sticky tape, not, not another cassette, sticky tape. I'm a fool. Hmm. It will, it will play, but it does get a little bit grumpy. Hard to explain, but we're basically just putting a little bit of tape over the erase head of the tape recorder. So it doesn't erase what was on the tape before it. Uh, so you get sound on sound looping. See, sticky tape. Sticky tape, Dan, idiot. I think that's gonna work. It may not, it may not. Uh, but yeah, so tape decks have a head to, to read what's in the tape, a head to record things to the tape, and one to erase everything from the tape. So we've er blocked the erase head from working, so we should be able to double up the riffage on a single track, overlapping, degrading, and exciting things like that. What we're gonna do, we're just gonna take that synth into the second channel, and do some more. We can actually play what we had on there. So those extra notes are me. By me, I mean, that's me fiddling with the synth while the tape recording's playing, so you're hearing them both. Cool? Cool. So that's not recording at the moment. That's just the riff I played plus the other one. But let's just change the sound a little. Shorten it up a bit. I like that, I like that. So let us now record that. Just hit play record then. 
So because that extra uh, bit of tape is there, causing the tape to... <laughs> sticky tape versus cassette tape, causing it to kerfuffle, hopefully we'll get some warbles and wobbles and things. Who knows though? There was one. There was one. Perfect. I'm just playing with the rate of the LFO and just some little little things you know just tweaking it slightly for variation that's a minute but we're gonna let this one run for two but we're gonna make that layer that's going over the top of the last layer we recorded muddier so by muddier, I just mean I took out some of those high, bright frequencies in it. In it. So at the moment, this is very annoying. But this is how it works, especially when you're working with kind of uh, analog stuff, not in computers. You can't really skip to the end result. There's a lot of time that goes into the, the faff, if you know what I mean. I'm actually dreading the time that's going to go into editing this. Really, Dan? I'm the one who's having to do it right now, not you. And that is two minutes. There. Judging by where that wobble was, I think this tape's slightly shorter than 60 seconds. But that's fine. So what have we got so far? So that's what we just recorded. You can hear the doubling, which is pretty nice. And obviously we could, we could pan those. See, at this point, I probably would pan them a little because of wanting to be able to differentiate what's going on in there. But now we need another one. I think all we need um, is just a low note. Just one low note drone throughout. Yeah? So that's already pretty interesting. I'm about to talk about DAWs, which is just basically computer software. Uh, digital audio workstation in it. Ableton, Logic, whatever. But don't don't tell Dan I, I spoiled it. Although, if we were doing this in like a DAW or, or we weren't using these blurry loops, I would probably write a baseline here. But genuinely, this just tone underneath is going to add layers when we bring in the pedal. See, past Dan is very predictable. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm not even going to make it do anything. I'm just going to hit record. You cannot hear that. Why can you not hear that? There we go. That's a little loud. So I just distorted that a little. We could go even bassier if you wanted. Yeah, that's great, that's great, okay. So we're gonna do what? Another two minute loop of that, yeah? Yeah, why not? Why the fuck not? I did a air fuck then as well. If we hold down the note before we start recording, we'll just have the tone. 
I've, I've not got enough hands. So yeah, I'm just holding this down now. It's funny because I keep walking over to you, listeners, you're the recorder. Whereas the mic's actually attached to my body. See, if I was sponsored by Rode right now, I could have got a wicked plug for a, a Rode Go mic, but I'm not. I, I'm actually saying that into a road uh, broadcaster as well. So, you know, if you know anyone, hook us up. So I'm just playing with the filter frequency, which is like taking away or letting the tops in. And you can hear all that harmonic distortion happening, both between the three oscillators that are running and the distortion and overdrive of the filter. Yeah. If you don't know what that means, ask your mum. If you think I'm gonna explain frequency, harmonics, overdrive, distortion, etc., in a quick overdub, Google. Now we're overdubbing that as well, so layers-wise, this is gonna be thick and juicy. Thick and juicy, as they call it. I'm gonna skip a minute here. It's fine. You didn't miss anything. Well, that's your two minutes, guys. Enjoy. Okay, so what have we got now? What does this sound like? What does this sound like? Oh, that sounds nice. So... It's actually really nice. This is gonna be a bit of a different sound and honestly, I don't know how it's gonna go. But I thought, while I was standing there, I noticed I've got a thing by a company called Soma. They make this little thing called an ether which captures electromagnetic fields. And I thought, I don't know what it will sound like, but I thought maybe, how about we capture you? And in the sense, you being the recorder, um, the electromagnetic field coming off the recorder. If this, is this gonna work? You hear that interference? That's the mixer. Yeah, so we're gonna capture that. That's what's going next, so that's my skin. It's my phone. That's the synth. Power socket. I edited this bit because I actually did it for like 20 minutes, just pointing it at things. So we're just gonna capture, this is the area you're in. So we're just gonna maybe just do that. Yeah, that's gonna be rad. I already think I know what I'm gonna do with that pedal wise. No way, when I touch it on my penis, you can almost hear the a radio. Oh, it's the zip on my jeans. Ah. Anyway, let's just record that. Hmm, that doesn't look like that's recording. It is done, it's fine, mate. Uh, I don't know why. It's just low, the signal's just low, innit? Why wouldn't that be recording? I just said, it's the signal, it was very quiet. Well, we're gonna have to give it a minute now, guys. Well, it's fine, I've told them. They they know, it's okay. I don't wanna waste a take. Look, Dan, why aren't you listening to me, past Dan? Listen to me. It just might be very quiet. Exactly, that's exactly it. Yeah. It doesn't seem quiet. No, it doesn't. Well spotted, Dan. Is that a minute yet? No. My arm's hurting. <laughs> Whatever. Suffer for your art, man. It's crazy. The different points on the recorder. It's pretty diverse. I think that's a minute there. 
Let's see if that recorded anything at all, guys. Oh, it's there! So I didn't really explain this properly. So this is, yeah, it's like a radio receiver, but radio receivers are kind of tuned to block out all the electromagnetic waves around us at all times. And uh, I, this isn't. This just lets them all in. So I was going around the little mic receiver and the recorder that we're recording this on, which is essentially you. That's you. That's going to be nice. That is going to be nice. So now, guys, how are we... What is the next task here? Aha! Yes. So now we have to get... All of this that's happening right here into a bunch of guitar pedals. What I'm going to do, because the next bit's going to be boring, because it's just cabling. I need to do some cabling and repatching. I'm going to pause you and do that and be right back, okay? 20 minutes of repatching later. Right. You didn't see that? That took. Oh, just a, just two minutes. That was, that was fast. Nothing. It did not take long at all, guys. Um, so, what I've done is taken the output of each of those channels individually, and uh, I've made it so I can plug them into a cable. What does that even mean? All I did was plug a cable into each output of the mixer, so that could then be plugged into a guitar pedal. That's it. The first channel we had, yeah, that very simple channel. What we're gonna do with that channel? I've already decided. This is a Boss DD2, my oldest friend, the only person who still loves me. Um, we're just gonna bang that into there. Boss DD2 is a delay pedal, um, an echo pedal, if you will. So I'm limiting myself to one pedal per channel per thing as well. I don't know if that means anything to any of you or if you even care, but that's what I chose. That's what I chose. Um, arbitrary limitations here. Oh, there we go. Well, that's nice. We've done it. We've achieved. Hmm. Next channel, we are gonna bang. We are gonna bang, listeners. I actually use some of the worst cables for this as well. We are going to bang what is known as an afterneath in there. It's not on, thankfully. Oh, that's loud. You didn't hear that because it was down, but. Just kill that for a second. Earthquaker devices afterneath. I can't explain it to you. It's somewhere between a cavernous echoey cave and a smudgy smooshy thing. I think that's a good description actually. They should use that on their branding. Yeah. I do wonder if this is going to get across what's actually happening in this, but. Well, that's what I'm trying to do, isn't it, idiot? And I'm gonna have to mess with the uh, levels on that recording. You know what? As much as I want the afterneath on there, no, it does sound beautiful, guys. It really does sound beautiful, but what we actually need on that is a thing called a red panda particle uh, because that's gonna 
do some chopping and, and, and change the shapes and patterns a little more than that's just going to make it a big, lush, pretty wash. Yeah, you don't know what I'm saying. And to be fair, nor do I. Okay, so that's it without anything. Ooh, Particle grabs moments of the audio and repeats them in a more digital regimented way. Get a bit of reverse going. Or reverses or pitches. It does a lot. It's a beautiful, beautiful pedal. What's the tempo here, guys? Those clicks were me literally tapping the tempo into the pedal. Maybe random? Kind of wish I'd explained this at the time to save myself doing all these overdubs. I hope this shows just how much play and messing around is a huge part of my and everyone, hopefully's creative process. So you know that afterneath I said I wasn't going to use? God, I should have tidied up before I started this, you know. That's one thing you should do. That's one bit of advice. Tidy your fucking space up. Right, okay. So here I take the signal going from the particle into the afterneath. So you get the chops going into the reverb. And then that sound is me bringing track one back in and we start to see it taking shape. That's not bad. Next channel. Next channel, guys. I've got a thing called a Red Panda Tensor here in my hand, which is hard to explain. It's almost like tape simulation, but not. But in this on this occasion i'm literally just going to use it like a uh, pitch shifter i don't own a pitch shifter pitch shifter literally changes things pitch oh am i gonna do this yes i've said i'm gonna do it so let's do it yeah i don't own a pitch shifter guys Ah, oh, yes, I've, I've finally got it in my head what I'm doing here. <laughs> I was trying to think what I was going to do to that noise layer we recorded. And then I, it twigged what I could do with that. So... Right, let's kill those two. So it's like giving that top end to it. It's pitch shifting, so without it. But it's also like stretching, like uh, time stretching, where it's trying to fill in the gaps in the data. When you pitch something up, it takes less time. So what Tensor is trying to do is keep it the same length, but play it at a higher pitch. So it has to create information. Now, if we wanted a bit of a bit of air on that, I don't know if you can hear this actually. I feel like you can. Yeah. I've just put a bit of reverb on from my desk. Basic bitch reverb. To make it all wide. And last but not least, um, I've got this pedal called a Sea Sidman. I don't know how to get any of this across to you, but um, it just glitches the shit out of everything. But on its own schedule, it doesn't ever do it when you expect it to do it. 
So that's what's going on the noise layer. If you didn't catch that, Catlin bred C. Sidman. Yeah. Ah, but I need a power supply for this. Hang on. Took me ages to find this power supply. So there's the noise. See how much you drop then. All right, let's just tweak this pedal. What we're gonna do is filter out the lows. I just turned the bass down on my desk, basically. So that's it without. As this is getting louder, you can actually hear me starting to raise my voice to hear myself over it instead of just turning it down in my headset because I am a professional. We don't want too much feedback. So yeah, um, that's rad. I'm, I'm in, I'm in guys, I'm, I like it. Let's just see what this is like a little slower. This is just me playing with the pitch control on the four track. go even slower and then that's halving the tape playback speed that's a little too you know creepy creepy horror time right now that's really well explained Dan I'm really glad that you talk ever so yeah that's that's where we're at Now, how do you make this a track, is the question. What's, what would be the best way to make this a song, basically? Because of the way I'm doing it, it's all going into the mixer. So I've got control of the levels of the, the four different tracks separately. So you could literally bring everything down and then perform it. You, you will have seen me do it. If you watch me on, on any of the YouTube clips and stuff where I've got a little four track involved, you'll see me just fading things in, fading things in, doing it that way. Or like if I wasn't recording you right now, because this recorder I record the podcast on is also the one I record everything on. Um, I would record each track individually into you for ages while twiddling with the pedals and such and get us to the point where I've got a lot of good shiz, I call it shiz, and um, then I can edit that later on the computer. I did air quotes there. Either way you do it, that's what realistically 50 minutes and we've got this lush spacious thing now maybe this isn't a complete track maybe you want to chop it up into little component parts or uh, use it as uh, something for a granular synth but with one synth <laughs> granted a lot of guitar pedals and one loop tape and a four track we've done good shit uh, I'm going to try to just have a little fiddle. A performance, it's a performance. I don't know how this is gonna go. So I'm just gonna hit play on that. You're gonna record it and listen and enjoy. When this gets shit or boring in 
a few minutes, I'll fade out. Yeah? This sounds good. This, is, this has been good, guys. We should hang out more often. The surprise in my voice there, guys. Question is, what are we bringing first? Dan, don't, don't talk through this bit. Or do. Even I'm going to be quiet. Feedback. Oh, come on, cable, don't fail me now.
good shit. Hello. So yeah, genuinely hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I probably said at the start, this is not something I'm going to do often, but where we had a little gap in the schedule, it just made sense to, I don't know, just kind of show what's going on, what happens. And every creator is very different. Like that's a lot of what I was doing there is stuff I've picked up from YouTube. It's from people like Heimbach, from people like Amulets. Um, so yeah, although a very different episode this week, I genuinely hope you found it interesting and somewhat exciting. I don't know. I'm gen- going to say genuinely again, because I do that. And I try not to edit these things too much, especially after I've spent days editing that down to something listenable. Um, but if you're supporting me by listening to this podcast, uh, by hitting up my Bandcamp, by hitting up my Patreon, I genuinely appreciate you. It means a huge amount. Like, you don't know how much it means. Anyway, we'll be back in the next week or two with a fresh guest for you and their take on creativity or life or or what sandwiches they like. We will see. But again, thank you for everything. And I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy! Enjoy!